Welcome to this edition of The Biz, the Business Integrity School, your resource for practical tips from a business ethics pro who's been there. I'm Cindy Mooring, the founder and executive chair of the Business Integrity Leadership Initiative at the Sam and Walton College of Business. Joining me today is Dr. Matt Waller, Dean of the Walton College. Cindy, what is one thing that the tech giants, Google, Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, et cetera, have in common with the Congo? <laughs> That's an interesting question, but there is one thing they all have in common, and it's really? cobalt. Cobalt? Cobalt. Two-thirds of the world's supply of cobalt is found in the Congo, which is in Central Africa. And all of those tech giants that you mentioned all need cobalt to go into their lithium-ion batteries for our phones and our computers and electric cars. And so this has to do with principle number... We are on principle number five. Five, yes. all right. No forced labor. No forced labor. labor, that's right. No forced labor. And so in the Congo, they actually have a minimum working age now, like 18. Um, but what's happening is there's such a demand for this right now, for cobalt, that... Um, allegedly children are being used as young as 10 to go mine the cobalt. So they're in a condition where they're forced to go do it. And, I mean, cobalt's been used in cell phones for a long time. Mm -hmm. So what's driving all of this increase in demand? What's driving the increase in the demand is the electrification of cars. Oh. Because the size of the battery in a car is a lot bigger than the size of a battery in like our cell phones or in the computers. And so that means the demand for the cobalt is greater because the batteries are bigger. And some of the estimates are that it's increasing quite rapidly. Yes, double quite digits. rapidly. Yes, double digits. Um, and here just recently because the automakers are, are really trying to ramp up on the electrification. So. so, you know, there's a lot of rare earth metals that are procured from all over the world. Yes. Um, and many times they're in places where we know there is... For, there's slavery. Mm -hmm. There's modern-day slavery going on. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard estimates that there's more slaves today than there were even 200 years ago. Partially it's because of the, the size of the population. Sure. So with the size of this problem, you know, if you're responsible for a supply chain, who is responsible for it? Is it, is it the buyer? <laughs> is it the supply chain manager, the purchasing people? Who's responsible for that? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, I would say at the end of the day, the, the company um, that has the most exposure, let's say, is the one that's got the big name on the door. So it's going to be <laughs> Apple, it's going to be Tesla, it's going to be... So those companies have to figure out how to manage their reputation, right? And so I would say it's actually something that is owned by many people in the company. Um, reputation, of course, is going to be managed in one area of the company, and the CEO has got to be very focused on that. But the actual business relationship and who's going to be responsible for it is going to be who's ever kind of overseeing and responsible for those transactional supplier relationships, and then there's going to be lots of people that are involved in it. And that's one of the ways you can get into trouble in situations like that is because decision-making can be somewhat dispersed right? You've got so many different people involved that trying to pin it down on who exactly is responsible for this one decision can be difficult. It, it can be. And, you know, you think about one example we've talked about before with North Korea, where North Korea as a country leases out or sells their population to companies to do work. It's, it's yeah. slavery. 
And um, just recently, there was a company in, um, that did, does business in the U.S., but they're a Chinese company. Mm -hmm. And um, the U.S. blacklisted them because they were using those laborers. And that meant that they, nobody, nobody can do business in the U.S. with a blacklisted company. That's right. And their assets were frozen. Yeah. So the, you know, the cost of failure here is enormous. It is. But if you're doing business all over the world, it's so hard to know. You could actually go to China, visit a factory, and not know this is a North Korean who's been uh, purchased from the government. Yeah. So that's where technology can really be your friend and, um, and actually making sure that you've got very detailed processes and procedures for making sure that you're not doing business with a, uh, somebody who's been sanctioned by the U.S. government or a company that's been sanctioned by the U.S. government. So, so technology and actually walking through where, who's, who are the parties in the contract, um, what are they selling to you, who are the beneficial parties. There's lots of detail involved in that. Um, and procurement department, departments in particular um, have to really manage that. Uh, but it's also where you could say supply chain, um, blockchain, in, in terms of managing a supply chain where technology can really help you because it can give you visibility all the way back. I think what, what some people don't understand at a very basic level is there may be 10 steps between a Tesla, or maybe 20, I mean, who knows, lots yeah. of steps between that mineral, cobalt, and the end product, and it's just one component of how many go into a car, right? So you're when you talk about the supply chain that you're managing, it's actually quite complex, and I do think it is one of the areas where, for example, you can have clear policies and procedures, but without that, you really are gonna have to go further and have some technology to help you manage that, hopefully get visibility from not just one step back, your own supplier, but all of the different suppliers all the way back. I think this really might drive more demand for blockchain because one benefit of blockchain is it's immutable. Mm -hmm. So once a, a record That's is exactly created, it right. never goes away. You That's can right. change that record, but there's then a record of what was changed, changed and who changed when, it and when. Exactly. And so where. it's very transparent. And you, can see you know, it. with the growth of uh, sensors, because the, the one of the problems with implementation of blockchain is being able to collect the information about yeah. when transactions occur, occur. But the number of sensors that are coming on the market is growing exponentially. And the costs are decreasing. So the Internet of Things, which can enable blockchain. Um, so it's actually business integrity is a reason to be looking into blockchain. Yeah, it can really help uh, ensure the integrity of a number of different things um, all along the supply chain, which is which is really great because trying to do that on Excel spreadsheets is next to impossible and it's very labor intensive. Uh, company policies, which you have to have, and supplier code of conduct, that's like you know, practical tip number one. You've got to have your own company policies that would say we absolutely prohibit you know, forced labor of any kind dealing with our own suppliers and we expect that responsibility and that obligation and that requirement to carry all the way back through all of the different suppliers. So it's an obligation that would carry forward, but you've got to start that chain. And you've got to have a supplier code of conduct. So it starts there. You've got to be able, practical tip number two, I would say is back that up with technology so you can have visibility to it, um, operate effectively. And, um, and then finally, I'd say you really do, as a practical tip, third needed when you can do unannounced audits and require that of your suppliers too so that you can monitor 
what you think is really happening that you're seeing in the technology with some kind of boots on the ground from time to time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Biz, the Business Integrity School. You can find us on YouTube, Google SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. And you can find us by searching The Biz. That's one word, T-H-E-B-I-S. Tune in next time for more practical tips from a pro.